Food for Thought podcast. I'm Andy Hanasek, Senior Editor, Food Processing Magazine. Today's episode is brought to you by Motion. The Industrial Internet of Things, or IIoT for short, has taken hold of much of the manufacturing world, and food and beverage processors who have yet to begin implementation of the technology will soon fall behind. We spoke with James Howe, Executive Vice President, Chief Commercial Officer, and Chief Technology Officer for Motion to learn where the food and beverage industry stands on IIoT implementation, what processors can do now to begin their journey down the path to IIoT success, and how to overcome the hesitance that might hinder some of the more traditional operations. Enjoy the episode. Let's jump in right away. Let's talk about the industrial Internet of Things and and food and beverage processors. How do your food and beverage customers use IoT technology to their benefit? Uh, thanks, Andy. The you know Motion's customers include a lot of the, the global household brands for food and beverage uh, companies, and um, they're using IoT to monitor the, their processes and also their machine health. And um, you know, it really allows customers on the machine health side, it allows them to move from a, a preventive and planned maintenance into a predictive maintenance zone. And that has a lot of benefits for, for the, the maintenance department and for production. Um, the technology allows them to have a health check for their equipment, informing them of issues before equipment gets to a failure point. And, and you know, the impact is, is on cost avoidance and reliability of equipment to ensure production flows uninterrupted by unplanned failures. So then what what is the biggest thing you have learned in in all of these experiences about the impact of uh, the industrial Internet of Things on plant maintenance operation? Well, I'd say the biggest thing I've learned is on the departments themselves. You know, we, we really are experiencing a labor shortage across a lot of different industries in the U.S. today. And maintenance and engineering is is really no exception. We've we've most of our customers are challenged to find trained, qualified talent. And IoT's impact on the maintenance departments on their staffing is really the one thing that I've learned that's the big picture here. Um, it it really allows them to, in moving to that doing maintenance when it's informed on the machine's health rather than on a regular basis. It allows them to focus their maintenance departments on the the issues at hand. It also by by eliminating uh, unplanned downtime and fire drills in in the maintenance department. It really allows the staff to focus on what's the most important thing, uh, which is keeping the the equipment running and not running around dealing with with unplanned downtime. For those plant maintenance workers, the employees there, uh, this is kind of a wild card question. You know, get, based on your your experience in and and the learnings you just shared. Uh, do you see a, a big learning curve for those folks in terms of, you know, working with the the, the technology and, and the data and everything that's coming at them from, you know, upgrading to this technology? It, it really is is identifying the, the pieces of equipment that they're going to get the best benefit from. And, you know, I think it goes uh, hand in hand with the maintenance departments. They know where their problem uh, issues are. And, and the technology has become really easy to adopt. I mean, there are some issues with, with IT and governance and cybersecurity with getting data out of facilities. And, and I think that, uh, you know, today we've worked through most of those issues. There's all kinds of different solutions to that, uh, that challenge. Um, but, I, but I think that uh, it's really become mainstream today 
whereas before it was kind of cutting edge, edge I think that uh, IoT today is really easy to adopt for our customers. Let's uh, let's talk a bit a little bit about the technology and and what you know what it brings to the table. What is unique about the technology that uh, processors should know about? Well, what's unique about about Motion's technology is we're an aggregator. Motion's a distributor, and we aggregate customer supply chains. And we also do the same thing in IoT. We we take all of the data from different sources and aggregate it into a plant floor layout. It's basically a digital twin of the factory floor with real-time health statistics on their equipment. A lot of manufacturers of different pieces of rotating equipment have their own proprietary monitoring software that, that allows them to predict the health of that equipment uh, in, in a good fashion. And then there's aftermarket solutions because there's a lot of different retrofit opportunities for already installed equipment. And, and what's unique about, about our technology is that we aggregate all of that together on one layout together instead of getting uh, 15 different data sources and different uh, feeds for for health alerts and 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 uh, text messages or whatever form of of uh, alerts the customers are getting. Let's talk really quick about the retrofits because that that would seem to be a little more challenging with the legacy equipment. How does motion technology you know work with that? Is there anything unique about the the way in which it handles or you guys handle retrofits uh, versus brand new construction and brand new tech equipment technology out there? Yeah, some, some of the equipment that's coming out today already has the, the sensors and, and, and intelligence built into the equipment when you put it in the plant. But on the retrofit basis, there's a lot of different easy options to uh, install sensors for temperature and vibration. And then there are gateways and, and different solutions to get the data back out of the facility, whether it's through cellular signals or through the plant's Wi-Fi. Uh, we also have uh, plant floor solutions that are retrofit that basically can be as simple as an and-on light that turns on and turns yellow or green based on the, the health of that piece of equipment. So there really is just a wide uh, array of, of solutions for the retrofit equipment. How how does Motion anticipate and leverage technological trends to create cost-saving solutions for these processors? We're always anticipating and providing our customers with cost-saving solutions at Motion. Uh, these cost-saving solutions can be through innovative products, they can be through technology like IoT, or they can be through training because there's a lot of cost savings opportunities for customers to be uh, more efficient at the different processes in the facility. Documented cost savings for Motion is a commitment we make to many of our largest customers, and we documented over $70 million for the cost savings in 2022. So this is a, a you know something that's part of the culture at Motion and part of the value we provide to the market. You know, I was going to say, you know, we just we just wrote uh, an article for the for the publication on IoT, and and among some of the sources and research I did for the story, you know, it was interesting to see because, as you know, the food and beverage industry is is a little hesitant when new new technology comes around, right? There's ble bleeding edge, leading edge technology, they like to see others do it first. And there are some pioneers out there in the industry that jump on board. But it, it appears that with IoT right now, that, that's not where the industry is. We've gotten past that. And implementation seems to be kicking into high gear with some, you know, some serious sections of the industry. There are processors out there that are still, you know, a little hesitant what what would you say to those processors who maybe haven't begun this journey, this digitization and IoT journey? And, uh, you know, if they have any fears, how can you kind of allay those fears? 
Well, I, I would say, you know, motion has, is not new to this game. We've been in, in preventative maintenance for probably 10 years. Now, it started with, with the steel industry, with the cement and aggregate, with mining, with large, very expensive assets that were really important to keep running. And then we've seen that migrate through that time completely into mainstream. And some of our largest orders today are from food and beverage customers. And it, it can be, you can start with something very simple in a facility. And there's a lot of different companies providing solutions today. And I would say whoever their partner is in maintenance and in, in, in engineering at the facility, to just ask your partners that are providing you value in the, in the facility. If it's motion, great. If it's another uh, partner that you have, terrific there um, as well. But I, I think that starting with some applications and just trying to eliminate some of their biggest headaches uh, is, is is a positive. And like I said, there's a there's a, a varying degree of, of uh, complication in these these sensors. There can be something as simple as monitoring in the plant facility where no data leaves the facility. And you could test uh, technologies out there and then you can you know move towards whatever the best path is to get monitoring uh, aggregated together in a, in a dashboard for you. Would you say that kind of taking this whole journey on in bits and pieces portions at a time is probably the best route of action for most most people? That's We've seen both. We've seen some companies that have large facilities across the country that are all the same uh, do a, a, a national rollout for a certain process or piece of equipment where, you know, we will send, you know, 20 sensors to each state in the country to different facilities. Uh, and then, you know, some some facilities also just start with one piece of equipment inside the inside the plant. Um, the key is, is, is once you get comfortable with the technology, it's easy to expand. You don't have to do the entire facility at one time. Talk to me about the difference between, you know, kind of the mega companies, the mega large plants and the smaller guys, you know, where is there any difference in adoption and implementation between those? Uh, you know, there are so many technologies that apply to big plants, but maybe not the small guys or vice versa. How does IOT fit into that and what considerations should our listeners have if they're a smaller facility or a, you know, in charge of a big facility? Now, we've had applications in both small and large facilities. I have to say that the majority of the interest today is with large companies. And I, I think that they have innovation uh, technology targets. And with our large customers, uh, and including the food and beverage business industry, but it's really across most industries, in our QBRs with our large customers and our quarterly business reviews, IoT is a topic with almost every single customer today. Uh, so there are opportunities, I think, within all industries, within all facilities. And um, the key is 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 just to, uh, you know, and the cost keeps coming down and the installation com uh, complication keeps also getting simpler. So uh, I think it's a good time for all customers to investigate and, to, uh, you know, in the food and beverage to investigate and, and to look at opportunities for IoT. For everyone listening in today to our Food for Thought podcast, thanks for tuning into this episode. You can find more of our podcasts at Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere you can find podcasts. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future and have a great day.